BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now to the bottom five teams in the National Hockey League. Number 28, the Buffalo Sabres. Number 29, New Jersey. This is their first appearance in our bottom five all year. Number 30, Seattle. Kraken. Again, the worst team in the worst division. Number 31, the Arizona Coyotes. It's getting even colder in the Valley of the Sun. Number 32, the Montreal Canadiens. One win in their last 10 games. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, you all. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Interesting day today. I'm going to tell you, it's an interesting day. Uh, Broadcasting live from beautiful South Florida. That's the good part. We're not going to hear from the moose here in this segment because uh, coming up in moments, Mr. 2000, Les Lazarus will be joining us. The man who called his 2000th Western Hockey League game last night. Um... Tech gremlins and, uh, what should I say, double bookings, I guess, getting the best of me today and the RP show for whatever. I guess my face is on the show, so people are going to come at me when uh, maybe their YouTube feed isn't working or maybe Game Plus Television is showing Blast Premiere today and we've been preempted because of that, the gaming program, and uh, people are complaining at me. And as I've said, as a CFL guy... And a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan, that's like complaining to Cody Fajardo that there's some lights burnt out on the scoreboard or that the hot dogs are cold in the concession. There's nothing I can do about that. So thanks for joining us on YouTube Live right now. And if you have a YouTube issue, take your phone into the store like I did at the Apple store here in Boca Town Center yesterday and got it fixed with a guy that looked exactly like Post Malone. And at the AT&T store, the AT&T store, they said, no, not our fault. The phone's broken. Take it to the Apple store and raise hell. Well, you know me. I didn't go in and raise hell, but I just said, guys, I've had this phone like a month, and it's not working. I can't get data on it. They fixed The guy that looked like Post Malone fixed it like that lickety split. Customer service, man. It's America. God bless it. They care because there's competition. You know what I mean? Anyways, Director Jordan's going to tell me when we've got uh, Les Lazarus ready to roll. Ah! I don't think we can do this today. Oleg's watching in Winnipeg, and uh, he says, Rod, you'll be forgiven if you can show us the iguana. That isn't as bad as it sounds. There was an, there was an iguana crawling up the fence over here, up the wall, uh, last hour. And Darren said, snap a picture of it. So I did. but with 
producer Clark off sick today. I don't I mean I could send you the picture, but I don't know how we're going to get it on the air. Maybe it'll have to happen tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, by the way, last night in the Western Hockey League. Well, hang on. There's breaking news today. Two items. Number one, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Bombers have signed Canadian running back Johnny Augustin to a new two-year deal. Pat Verbeek has been hired as the new general manager of the Anaheim Ducks. He spent the last three seasons as the Detroit Red Wings assistant GM. And to the dub last night, two goals from Connor Bedard weren't enough for the Pats as they fell 5-4 to the Saskatoon Blades in the Brand Center. Blades' fifth win in six games. In Lethbridge, Jason Hall bagged a goal and two assists. The Hurricanes beat the Broncos 5-2. Edmonton outshot Medicine Hat 47-20 and beat him 6-2. And in Spoke, it required overtime, but the Spokane Chiefs overcame the Prince George Cougars Wednesday night in a 3-2 win. All right. Les Lazarek called that game in the Brand Center last night. It just so happened to be his 2,000th. Oh, what a homer! What a homer! He joins us today. <laughs> How you doing, Lester? I can't hear him, everybody. I can't hear him. My four favorite words in broadcasting. We're working on that. And uh, we'll get less. By the way, that sports update on the Dub Score is brought to you by Baller's Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. And one more as we work on getting Lester, my brother from another mother in here. Um, we have a theme running on the program today. What television sitcom or TV show have you watched every episode of? And I just, it popped up just before we went to show us uh, to air an hour ago. I saw it on Twitter, so I just put it to the viewers. Uh, for Moose, it was Entourage. So that's not a sitcom, but I get it. And I've watched every Entourage episode, too. For me, it's WKRP, Coach, and Cheers. I've watched them all, and I own the box set of all of them. Those are my three favorite. Gene Principe was with us last hour. He said he's watched every episode of Hogan's, uh, sorry, Love Boat, Love Boat. Craig Campbell watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame. One of our viewers wrote in and said he, uh, Hogan's Heroes is what C's watched every episode of. So I would ask you the same. And since I'm tap dancing a little, I will throw in a few more um, comments from viewers here as we await Les Lazarus. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says, Golden Girls. I tell you what, if you haven't watched it in 30 years, go back and watch it now. It's a completely brand new show. All the meanings are different from what you thought they were. Golden Girls filmed just down the road, or shall I say, based just down the road from where I am right now. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, Yes, Rod, you're speaking my language when you talk about competition. Oh, I see. For a second, I didn't know what he meant, and now he does. Like, in America, there's... So there's so much competition that you need good customer service because you're going to go down the street if you don't get it. I love it. I love Florida. And I know nobody wants to hear this. And we have Les. We can bring Les on, this, on the screen now. Les, I know you don't want to hear this, but this morning I had to go check the oil in my Jeep and I put my hand on the hood and it was like, ah, hot. That's how hot <laughs> it is here in South Florida today. I know you yeah. wanted to hear that. Anyways, no, that's no. the story on that, hey, on that homerific I can, I can jersey put, you're I wearing. Can... 
I can put the hand on my vehicle here and absolutely freeze my hand off. So that's kind of the way it is. There's the two extremes. You've got Florida. I've got central Saskatchewan where it's minus a gazillion again with the wind chill. What else is new? Buddy, I can only imagine the blades have properly bestowed a number 2000 jersey on you. What's the story there? Well, it hasn't yet. This is this is an old uh, jersey. I wore the same one that the team wore last night when they won in Regina 5-4 for, in order to be on the air with you because I knew you'd appreciate that. And I know that uh, uh, Moose back in the studio would appreciate it as well. Uh, it was great to have him alongside last night for the first time this season. Hopefully it's not the only time because it, it's just great to have somebody alongside. And, and Darren has done it with me for so long, even though we've only done it you know, for the first time last night. It was like old times, just boom, the, the chemistry is there. So it was great. Uh, as far as what the Blades have got in store for me, I'll find that out tomorrow night when uh, there's a pregame ceremony and uh, the Blades are taking on the Edmonton Oil Kings after that. Well, Les, um, I paused this for a second because I asked the viewers, you might have seen it at the start, what's the one television show you've seen every episode of? And uh, John Ohm in Winnipeg says The Bionic Man. Clay Bombing watching in Brandon says Seinfeld and the King of Queens. Chris Jarl in Surrey, B.C. says if he adds Seinfeld and Night Court to your list, Rod, I've seen them all. B.W. watching on YouTube says Get Smart after school at 5 p.m. A Jeff the Stamps fan says Maud. So anyways, I want you to think about that, and we'll come back at the end of the interview. Les, listen, my affection for you is well known. Certainly you know it. I sent you the text last night. Congratulations yes. on the 2000. Um, and I've never said this to you, but that phone call that you sent to me this summer or late last spring, whenever it was, meant so, so, so much to me with what I was going through at that time. And I never told you that since. I do appreciate that, man. I think you and I have a very special friendship. <clears throat> Enough of the gooey stuff. I <laughs> called you the Elton John of the Western Hockey League because every game is like your first. A, just a showman, a professional. Was there any difference to the 2000th game last night to the prior 1999, Les? Outside of having to watch the video tribute that the Blades put together and got the Pats, and a huge thank you to the Regina Pats organization for allowing the Blades produced video tribute for me to be played on the big screen. I'm watching this and I'm seeing, you know, people like Claire Hanna and I'm seeing Rob Ridley and I'm seeing Lauren Mullican come up and say something. And, and I'm thinking to myself, well, this is wonderful. Thanks. This should be happening in Saskatoon. There's a bunch of Regina Pat fans in the stands at the Brand Center who are going, what the heck is going on? Or, and players like Connor Bedard and the Pats waiting on the ice to start the game, and they're looking up, and there's this five-minute video tribute going on for the opposition broadcaster. And it's like, what's going on here? I mean, I was, I was overwhelmed. It, it was wonderful. It was very humbling. And yet, I mean, the game itself, no different really, Rod, than previous 1999. You prepare, you get ready, you never know what you're going to get. It ends up being an outstanding game, entertainment-wise. The coaches, both sides, hated it because there was no defense at all in the first 27 minutes. And then they got what they wanted in the final 33, and you ended up with drama. You ended up getting a late power play goal by the Blades, and Saskatoon wins, and uh, it, it was just a great night all the way around, but really not that much different from what you've done 1999 games previously because that's the way you have to work it when you're doing your job like I have to do. Well, uh, to rewind on your comments and why the Pats would do that, it's because we're God's team. 
and were first class and would treat you less appropriately and fet you the way that you should be. So I'll say kudos to the Regina Pats for doing that too, but I'm not surprised. That's why I love them so much. That's one of the reasons why I love them so much. Uh, Clark Monroe, our producer, writes in, says, huge congrats on 2,000 less, and I appreciate Clark lining this up. It's special for me to have the opportunity to, uh, to chat with you less. Joe Lazito is watching on Long Island, big Islanders fan. Uh, he says, congrats on 2,000 less. And, and by the way, he dropped his podcast this week. Uh, latest podcast was a tribute to Clark Gillies. Uh, so thank you, Joe, for writing in and watching. Um, let me say this. One of the biggest memories for me, for you, is when you sh- shaved your head. <laughs> you got to tell the viewers <laughs> that one, that story. Well, okay, so the Blades are hosting the Memorial Cup in 2013. And to say they got off to a bit of a slow start in the 2012-13 season is a massive understatement. There were calls all over junior hockey, not just in the Western League, but throughout Canada, that the Blades should be not hosting anymore. Their team wasn't good enough. They weren't competitive. They shouldn't be the team hosting the Memorial Cup that year. And I remember we were in Cranbrook, B.C., getting ready for a game in, I believe, late October, early November, taking on the Kootenai Ice. And the boys are talking, some of the younger guys, Nick Zajac, Brett Stoven, those types of guys, who were youngsters on that team, saying, oh yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to get it back together. And we're going to finish in first place. And we're going to go all the way and win the entire thing. And I'm thinking to myself, have you guys looked at the standings? Have you seen the way you guys have been playing so far this year? I mean, there's no way. As it stands right now, you guys are going to get anywhere near winning a Memorial Cup, let alone finishing in first place in the division. And I said to them, as I want to do from time to time, look, you guys, there's no way. You're not finishing in first place in the division. Just make the playoffs and and see what you do there. And they said, well, no, we're going to finish first. And I said, no, no, I'll tell you what. If you guys think you're going to finish in first, I'll bet you I'll shave my head if you guys end up finishing in first place. Well, guess what happened? They went on an 18-game winning streak, a club record 18-game winning streak, shortly after the trade deadline when they made all the moves that they made, bringing in guys like Michael Furland and Eric Benoit and guys like that. uh, Went on an 18-game winning streak, roared past everybody in the East Division, finished first. So the day after the end of the regular season, you know all those players were all over this idea that broadcast was going to shave his head. I got my pal, Ron Woodley, the former president of the Saskatoon Hilltops, Howie's Barbershop at the corner of Clarence and 8th in Saskatoon to come down to the rink and shave my head in front of the entire team. And hence, I had look for well, most of the rest of the summer of 2013. I can imagine the hooting and hollering that went with that. Uh, Craig Campbell, watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame, he says, wonderful and classy of Regina. That's hockey. Congrats to you, Les. Uh, Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York, says 2,000 games. Wow. Congratulations. I remember when I hit 1,000. Do you remember old referee Dennis Pottage? Uh, former referee. Yep. He's not old. Mm-hmm. I remember him coming into the booth and, and saying, that's a lot of hockey. Uh, yeah, so 2,000 for Les. That is a lot of hockey. And Les sang the national anthem, too. I mean, we could sit here and you did that, too, right, Les? I did do that. Actually, it was against the Pats as well. And the funny story about that one was uh, it was in Saskatoon at the at Sastel Center. John Paddock came to me prior to the game because it was just after 
the words, the, the one line had changed, the most recent version. Uh, instead of all my son's command, it's all of us command. And John Paddock, I remember coming up to me and snorting at me. He said, are you doing the anthem? Yep. You're going to use the old version of the words, right? Not this new version. I says, yes, you're right. I'm going to use the old version because that's all I know it as. I don't know the new version. <laughs> so, but it was just funny to have that interaction with John, whom I've known for a lot longer than uh, just time in the Western Hockey League. It goes back to when I happened to have the good fortune of being on the Winnipeg Jets 1.0 broadcast team in the early 90s, and he was the head coach of the Jets back then. Uh, and John hasn't changed, really. It, it was great to see him last night prior to the Gabe Blades and, and Pats last night and, and chat and, and commiserate a little bit and uh, look forward to seeing more of him as the season continues. Hey, a quick one, just a real quick one. John in Winnipeg wants to know who your broadcasting mentor or idol is, who you looked up to. Idol would be the late, great Ken Nicholson, the original voice of the Winnipeg Jets back in World Hockey Association days in the 70s and into the early 1980s. Um, the Friar, uh, as he was known. Uh, right. You know, he was the kind of guy that I would, you know, take the transistor radio to bed with me on a late night Jets playing the San Diego Mariners game out in the West Coast and stick the earpiece in my ear and have the transistor radio tucked inside my pillow and listen while everybody else in the house thought I was sleeping and supposed to be sleeping, that wasn't happening. Uh, and then I think my mentor, without a doubt, is Bob Irving, who I worked with for at CJOB for 10 years, 10 and a half years, and uh, learned a lot from about this business and about how to not just do play-by-play, -play, but how to be a, a sports broadcaster, a sports media person, and what you do in order to make sure that you do the job correctly on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and Knuckles has been was the guy that I that I learned it all from, and I've stolen a lot of stuff from him as a result, and that's you know stealing in the most nicest way possible. It's a complimentary thing to do because he is you know if one of the best, if not the best, to ever you know, be behind the mic of a Canadian Football League team for as long many years as he was with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And it's unfortunate that he's retired, but I know his wife Day is thrilled to pieces that she's going to have him to herself and be able to get him to finally maybe finish off some of that honey-do list that he's got around the house out there in Charleswood in Winnipeg. Well, Les, I want to say congratulations on 2000. You are an exceptional broadcaster. I love listening every time you do a game. And an even better uh, person. I don't expect you to say it back, but I love you, Les. I appreciate you coming well, on today. Enjoy all of the plaudits that you're getting, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Roddy, you know I love you, and it's wonderful that I had the opportunity to talk with you, and I appreciate the fact that things are going well. You look great in Florida, by the way. I, I mean, I'm, I'm jealous as I'll get out, but uh, we'll see you soon, hopefully in a nice warm time here soon. All right? Sounds good, bud. Thank you, Les. Les Lazarus. Mr. Roddy. 2000. Mr. 2000. Is they're going to make a movie about him. The Moose comes in next, and we've got the president of the Edmonton Elks coming up to Victor Kui. You're watching the RP Show on uh, YouTube Live today, No Game Plus, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, the studio is in beautiful Boca Raton, Florida. 
for a few more days, and then we're heading to Los Angeles for Super Bowl 56. And great work by producer Clark, who is homesick today, but you know he's working. And we've got some live guests coming down to the set by name of Jared Stoll, uh, Mo Egger from ESPN Cincinnati. Uh, there was a few others. I'm trying to remember. Uh, David Benefield got back to me today, and he is <laughs> he's trying to get to the States. Uh, a lot of people haven't traveled for a couple of years. David's just hoping to pass the COVID test, you know? Um, let's bring the moose in. And this is going to be fun as we continue to roll. Uh, moose, you know, obviously you don't mind vacating your regular spot to bring in Lester, uh, my brother from another mother, and I would, dare I say, one of your mentors. And from our viewers, uh, Tacona Powley in Winnipeg writes in and says, Great guy, all caps. Uh, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg. That was heartwarming with a heart emoji. Wayne and Victoria, what you learn watching the RP show. I didn't know about Les's mentor. Great talk, Rod, from John Ohm in Winnipeg. That interview really hit the heartstrings from Oleg in Winnipeg. Oh, my heart's so full it's going to burst. So, uh, there, sorry to have uh, a bromance between Les and I to our viewers. But <laughs> special guy right there, Moose. It must have been nice to be in the booth with him last night. It was. It was kind of emotional, you know. He uh, he said on the air, and it, it sounded like, I mean, he was genuine. He's like, you're Rod's guy now. You're not my guy. And it's kind of sad because <laughs> I've been doing, uh, I had done almost six years with Les doing color, you know. And uh, um, it was nice to do the game last night. It was, it was a lot of fun. It meant a lot. Yeah, well, as they say, where does DuPont get his money? I said he was the color voice of the Blades for six years, man. That's where he got his Come on. Oh. Okay. Um, to the viewers, they say, with regards to which uh, television shows have you watched every episode of, Corey Marks watching, you know, Corey, good friend of ours, fan of ours, and uh, a patron on our sports trips. He says, my shows I've watched all are Night Court and Cheers. Marky Post, big fan right here. Uh, Larry Dye is watching in Medicine Hat and says, uh, Jim Harbaugh assumed he had the burrito. But Vikings management gave it to Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, the Vikings hiring the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, to be their next head coach as we get back on track with sports talk. Um, listen, there are going to be a ton of NFL talk next week in Los Angeles. I mean, we can go down that road here if we want, but I just I want to examine something a little more here. Well, breaking news. A few things. The very latest, Matt O'Donnell announcing his retirement. And thank you, Jeff, the Stamps fan, for pointing that out. Six-foot-eight offensive lineman Matt O'Donnell of the Edmonton Elks retiring. I remember the Riders drafted him. He wouldn't report. He went to training camp with the Boston Celtics of the NBA. I don't know if you remember that, Darren. I think you were a Ryder fan at the time, more so than a reporter. But I remember this, being around the Ryder guys, and they're like, thinks he's an NBA star now. You know how fo football people are. He ends up not making the Boston Celtics, folks. Ends up coming and then demands a trade out of Saskatchewan and gets it to Edmonton and, might I say, fashioned a pretty good career there. Pat Verbeek is the new general manager of the Anaheim Ducks. And Johnny Augustin has signed a new two-year deal with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Canadian running back. Now, back to the Olympics. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, are you excited for the Olympics? Both Darren and I voted yes, we are. 
But the last I looked on Twitter, over 70% of respondents said no. And I want to bring the moose back in on this because I didn't see the tweet from Rod Black. And Darren, you're going to have to tell me about that. It's, it, 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 you were telling me this this morning as I was sitting at Starbucks here in Boca Raton, and you're saying that Rod was saying this is the worst hyped Olympics of all time. Nobody's excited for it. And I'm like, that's not very Rod Black-ish. Is Rod Black going to do the biggest heel turn of all time and become a jerk? <laughs> is that going to be his persona now, Mr. Negative? Uh... Can't see it. But I'm a little surprised that Rod Black would say that. Well, yeah, and I kind of wish I had it pulled up right now to read it because it it didn't come off, and maybe it's worth it for you to look it up, but it didn't come off as, you know, super negative, but he was just pointing it out. He was saying, look at this is the least buzz that I remember ever having leading up to an Olympic Games. There hasn't been any hype and any buzz. And then I think he used the hashtag no, Olymp no, no Olympic buzz or something like that. It was pretty good. Um, he is excited, I think. I mean, I'm excited about the games, but you're right. I haven't been sitting here getting my gear ready, getting a schedule of events mapped out or anything like that. But now that it's on, I mean, I woke up this morning, I couldn't get ESPN. So I was watching, watched hockey. I watched a little curling uh, from the Olympics and it was pretty good. So I'll get into it. I'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. But, uh, yeah, the last week or two, there just hasn't been a lot of buzz or hype around it. Here it is. It's 17 hours ago. Yeah. From at Rod Black TV, his account now. Yeah. What? The Beijing Winter Olympics have started? Have you ever seen less buildup to an Olympics than this? No doubt we'll get more excited as we get closer to opening ceremony and medals are won, but there seems to be a serious lack of buzz. Hashtag no Olympics anywhere. And yeah, interesting. Listen, Rod can say what he wants. Rod can say whatever he wants. I love him. But I would disagree. Disagree. That's why I said I'm excited for the Olympics. That's why we did the poll question today. And part of this is up until last week, we were in Calgary for a couple of weeks, and we're going back there, and we're kind of immersed. I forgot how big of an Olympics town Calgary is. We're getting suggested to us, you got to get Mark McMorris on. You got to get Katrina LeMaydon on. She's the chef division for Team Canada. You got to get this person on. Benny Hebert's here. He's won Olympic gold. And we're working on it. You think Katrina LeMaydon might have been busy a little bit? Chef division for Team Canada? Maybe it's because we were in Calgary and ensconced an Olympic fever there. The Olympic ovals there. My uh, university phys ed class was there. I failed it. Um. Olympic Saddle Dome. Yeah, I forgot how big of an Olympic footprint Calgary has. Maybe just being there got me jazzed. And I'll watch hockey. I don't care who they trot out onto the ice. I'll watch it. So that's me. What's got you jazzed? Yeah, I just love the culture of the Olympics. I mean, I, geez, it's been a while now since I've had an, an actual job. But the last time I remember working in an office building, I mean, the, the, the boardroom was decked out in snacks every day. I think there was Tim Hortons donuts every day and coffee and lunches and the games were on a projector. So you'd filter in and out. A lot of people would take their computers in there and work during the day and watch the games or if you're working from home. That's what I like about the Olympics. It's kind of like part of your life. You surround yourself with it for two weeks. So I like that. I like getting up in the morning, having it on TV, having my coffee doing this show, Olympics in the background, all of that. So 
for me, that's what's exciting. Just the whole way that you live your life when the Olympics are on. John Ohm in Winnipeg. I do have it. Ohm. He says Rod Black pissed at TSN, maybe? Maybe, or maybe he's just being honest. What a refreshing thought. <laughs> maybe he's actually saying what he thinks. That happens, you know? Yeah. Rick Ressenthaler in Edmonton says, uh, Miss Rod Black on TV. Rick goes on to say a travesty that Joe Buck is on TV, but not Rod Black. I turn the TV off if it's Joe Buck. I don't mind Joe Buck. I don't mind him at all. I'm not, I don't know him personally. I mean, I don't feel like I would be the biggest fan of him personally, but as far as his broadcasting, and maybe it's because he's paired with Troy Aikman, maybe a little bit of Troy's greatness is rubbing off on Joe. I don't know, but I don't mind him. Um, Phyllis is watching in Winnipeg. She says, uh, good afternoon, RP and everyone in chat. I can't see the poll, but I'm excited to watch the Olympics for sure. Hockey, skating, curling, and all of it. Uh, somebody want to put up the poll? Producer Clark's homesick. I don't know if he can do it from home or not. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, the Stamps fan, says people forget Calgary's the home of Canadian Olympics. Uh, Jeff, Montreal probably is. You need to understand something. There was a world before you were born. It's quite a day when you realize that there was a world before you came out of the tube. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Rick Resenthaler in Edmonton says, Brian Williams was almost non-existent after he left CBC for CTV. Eh, we can sit and get in the, um, the discussion here of broadcasters. I mean, I, I guess I'm not, I don't really like talking about it because I often say if the guy got to the NHL, he's good. There's nobody bad in the NHL. I don't think you ever hear me privately or publicly, Darren, trashing broadcasters. It's a tough racket to survive in. It's a tough racket to have longevity in. So you don't see me be that guy. And you're not really that guy either. Right. Try not to be. I mean, these are our peers, right? And some of them have different opportunities. Some of them have, you know, had great careers. And, um, you know, yeah, I love all the, you know, most broadcasters uh, in the business. Yeah, there's some different tastes and stuff we may prefer or not prefer, but they're all talented, that's for sure. You only, you can only get to the different levels like that, the highest level by being talented. Hey, listen, I'm going to let you go, and we're going to bring in the president of the Edmonton Elks uh, momentarily and bring you back for overtime. Anything burning a hole in your pocket that you'd like to get off your chest before we let you go? No, I'm, I'm really excited to hear from Victor. I, I'm excited for the new direction of the Edmonton Elk. So this, this is really great. All right. Me too. Victor Quee, the president of the Edmonton Elks, coming up next. You're watching the RP Show from South Florida. Game Plus Television Network. YouTube live streaming today in 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. 
Welcome back, everybody. It is the RP Show, Hour 2, brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. As you know, extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. Lots of comments have come in. We're going to save him for Taco Time Viewer Takeover next segment because we got him. It's a distinct pleasure to welcome the president of the Edmonton Elks, Mr. Victor Quee. It was January 25th he was named president of the iconic CFL franchise, and he joins us today from, and I can only assume, the City of Champions. Mr. Quee, uh, how are you doing today, sir? Thank you very much, sir. And wow, do I love to hear you say City of Champions. Who still says that? That's amazing. I do. I never wanted to let it go. I loved it so much growing up as an Oilers fan, not the CFL uh, team there, of course, but we can debate that another day. Victor, uh, thanks, man. What's the last week been like for you taking over this pretty big job? You know, before I answer that question, because I just want to go back on the City of Champions thing, my brother and I had this, and every time we drive from the airport into town, and you, you know, there was a sign there that said City of Champions. We had this tradition, drive by there, and we would have to yell, Champions! And whoever did not yell champions got a punch in the arm. So it was like this tradition thing that we had. And anyway, I, I, that's why I love hearing that. Um, first week, man, I'm day three on the job today. And uh, it has been just amazing. It, uh, on the first day, I was coming in and I'm, you know, riding on the LRT. And it's, it's coming towards the stadium. And I'm looking out the window seeing the stadium come into the window frame and i'm just thinking man i'm so lucky like how is it that this is where i'm gonna go work and i was just just absolutely pumped yeah i get it and by the way i never wanted them to take the city of champions down uh, for your sake and the orders i hope that uh, you win some championships and can put it back up because it just seemed to work so well and it's interesting victor that when you say the big job because you've had a good job really big job i read all about you i saw the story in canadian business journal about how you operate and the secret to your success what made you want to come home and do this uh really love like <laughs> family love community edmonton is home and i've said this over and over this is one of the best cities in the world to live and how fortunate am i I've had this opportunity to have this journey around the world, learn from the biggest sport properties in the world, from Golf Canada to ESPN and to, to one championship, and take all this best practices and global knowledge, bring it home, and apply it to an organization that I love. And it really, when you were, if you were to ask me when I was a little kid, would this even be possible? I would have said, no way. So this is a dream job. Oh, there's no doubt about that for sure. And uh, had you ever had designs on this as a child, by the way, on running a pro sports team or did it just sort of happen? The designs I had as a young kid, a teenager, was to be a player. <laughs> and, um, you know, <laughs> the desire to be a world-class athlete but in a cruel twist of fate, he decided to not give me any of the physical attributes and talent required 
to be an elite athlete. So I had to pick some other course of direction for a career. Well, and very successful with that, by the way, because I read that too. But I'll say this about yourself and Amar Doman, who we've had on this show, the owner of the BC Lions. He's got some, he got some pizzazz, and you do too. I see it, man. I, I see it. I just, I wonder how you're three days in. Like, have you had much talk with the other presidents at your level around the league? What's that been like? What's the welcome been like in the CFL? And have you pitched any ideas to them yet? A, a uh, notoriously rigid group of guys, <laughs> not that open to change, has been my experience. Well, I think this last couple of years of living through a pandemic has really made all businesses, not just sports, look at what type of innovation do we really need to do to weather the storms and to improve and to just make our business better. So I would say that while that statement might have been more accurate a few years ago, I think we're living in a very different headspace today where people are, are ready to make the changes and they understand that we're coming into a brave new world and let's figure out how we're going to tackle it together. Hey, without prying, um, Chris Jones is a very close friend of mine. Spent three seasons with him with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I'm wondering, again, without prying, other than to say, how did your first conversation with Chris go? Because I thought that the Elks should hire a president first, and then the president could hire the coach and GM. And they said, no, 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 this is the way we're going to do it. And it ends up they get two great guys. So clearly that's why I don't run a pro sports team. But how did it go with my guy, Chris Jones? I mean, I talked to Chris every day for the last, I don't know, two weeks already. <laughs> so, and it's been, it's been fantastic. And he's, what I love about him is he runs hot. Like he loves to run at 150%. I love running at 150%. So we get to really, you know, uh, just connect in that way. Most of our calls happen at night. You know, that's just his work ethic and my work ethic. So we align really quite well. Uh, well, here's the thing. I guess if you were in charge of hiring the coach and GM, you probably would have settled on Chris Jones anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I get that vibe off you. And like I say, I know Jonesy very well. He's a guy that stays awake all night finding ways to win. Sounds like you do the exact same thing on the business side. Uh, I mean, Chris's a, a, a approach already is like, what will happen after we win the great cup this year like that's what he's thinking you know and and what will happen what do we got to do let's prepare for that it, the victory is and a championship in his mind is inevitable and that is actually what a champion's mindset is whether you are an athlete or whether you're in business have this unbreakable spirit in you to believe that you will be number one and you have to believe that even if nobody else believes it and that is, that is one of the key defining traits of very successful um, athletes and champions and successful people around the world. And Chris has it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> We've had those conversations, man. And it's, it's awesome. I'm happy for you and I'm happy for Chris that this looks like a, a great marriage. And, uh, you know, they used to call it visualization. Now, down here in South Florida, I keep hearing manifestation, manifestation. You manifested it. So uh, you get that, Victor. This is the language that you speak. Can I just say this? Are you still dabbling in the MMA world at all? Or is that 
Is that going to be part of your future? Are you going to morph that with a CFL? Or where does the MMA fall in your portfolio right now? No, right now the focus is 100% on the team and, and, and making the changes and improvements that we need to do. Of course, all that IP and the knowledge that I've got is still there, and I'll be able to transfer what is relevant to it. Um, but really the focus is what are we going to do for fans this year? What are we going to do for our partners this year and the community to really make the team a success? Well, I wish you well with it. And uh, you guys are off to a great start. I appreciate the time. I know uh, you're a busy guy, Victor. So keep in touch, please. And hopefully we can do it again soon. All the best. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. The president of the Edmonton Elks, Victor Quay. And it would surprise no one. That Chris Jones is saying, what are we going to do after we win the Grey Cup this year? Where's the parade going to go? Down Jasper? Turn it 107. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, hey, by the, by the way, everybody. Calgary, by the way, specifically. Get ready to watch the Icelandic worldwide phenomenon Kaleo. With over 1 billion streams worldwide and countless sold-out shows spanning from Moscow to London, Kaleo is finally bringing their electrifying fight-or-flight tour to Calgary. May 5th at the Great Eagle Event Center. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.ca. Kaleo coming to the Great Eagle Event Center. And as we talked about yesterday, the master of redneck comedy, Jeff Foxworthy, May 28th. We'll see you there at Great Eagle. Again, tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. The Moose is in next for overtime. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It's Overtime, proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. Nice work, Ryan, sliding into the producer's chair. Ryan Rocco Baracco is in place of Clark who's homesick today, but I see Clark's working from home, and uh, it's a real team effort. I like it. And they told me that we don't have the moose here yet for overtime, and my guess is that his phone went off, and he's on a call with somebody. Maybe it's Victor Queen. I don't know. <laughs> we got him now. And while we bring in the moose, <laughs> uh, the Edmonton fans all perked up. Mandy in Edmonton writes in moose. She says, looking forward to the season and a fresh start. Uh... Lots of comments here from Edmonton fans, but I got you now. Did were you on the phone, or did, did you see the interview with Victor Kui? Uh, I saw half the interview, and then I did take a call, and I was on the phone, and I and I was logged in just anyway. for you to say uh, we don't have the moose, but I was in it just then. Okay, I just wondered. I didn't want to catch you off guard here. Uh, and by the way, somebody wrote in here and said, "Is he going to bring the? Oh, where is it? I'm so sorry. Oh, BW in Edmonton says, "Will the Edmonton Elks go back to Eskimos?" I will never go back to Boston Pizza since they got on the woke bandwagon. Any friends I have from the far north took pride in having their team named Eskimos. 
I never literally even thought to ask him if they were going to go back to the name Eskimos, and I just I can't see that happening, and I don't even want to talk about that now. It's the Elks. Let's move on. I'm thinking that's what they're thinking. But what you wouldn't have seen is, Darren, I asked him about his first conversation with Chris Jones because I told him we were good friends. And, you know, for one, Victor's like bopping back and forth in the interview, right? Like he was in, a, in the ring with somebody. And I know a lot of these yeah. president CEO guys I've worked with them in various industry. And I was like, Victor, just chill. But you got so much energy, right? Yeah. Jones is quite like that, too. But I guess Jones said to him, what are we going to do after we win the Grey Cup this year? Did you, did you catch that part of the interview with Victor? I missed it. But that's incredible. <laughs> Surprise you? Right. No. Right. So... Without going too far down or divulging too much information, I just want to say this. 20 years ago, I was reading books on mental strength and stuff, and I, and I had the term visualization, and it was all about sports. But I turned it into broadcasting, and I'm, because football wasn't really my thing. Hockey was. Hockey came so easily to me, but football, I visualized the game the next day, the kickoff, the ball in the air, the full crowd, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, when the moment happened, I'd already done this made things really easy so then i did it to all aspects of my life now they're calling it manifestation it's the same thing so i yeah. said to victor you guys are manifesting a great cup championship this year in edmonton and he just laughed and he smiled so i just wonder what you think about that conversation between victor quay and chris jones because i'm starting to think those two are going to be the batman and robin of the cfl well, it sure sounds like it, you know, and that's so cool that that's what they're thinking. I mean, you need <laughs> to have a swagger, but not an arrogance, right? You need to have confidence, but not be cocky. And to me, it sounds like they're right there. And if you can get right on that line um, and be really, really close to it, but not over it, you're going to have a lot of opportunity for success. And you want your coach to come in and be confident. Well, tell me what we're going to do after we win the Greg. I'll do my job. You tell me what's going to happen after that, right? Um, I like it. I like it because Edmonton's gone through the ringer here in the last few years, right? And now an opportunity to become that proud franchise that was around for so long. And I know the Eskimos comment came in, look, that wasn't on my radar. That wasn't on anybody's radar. They're not undoing that now. Um, first of all, it would just cost too much money. And second of all, nobody's, they're just, they're just not going that direction. But um, yeah, it's incredibly exciting. If you're an Edmonton Elks fan. Say it again. I'm sitting back very curiously watching what's going on because I've talked to my guys in BC. Now I've had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Victor Quay. And it's like these guys have some lofty goals. But I've also talked to former presidents and former owners in this league that walked away because of the archaic thinking. And I'm just wondering, are Victor Quay... And Amar Doman going to actually get to crack that nut, break that rock to get this league where it wants to go? Or will the stodgy, old way of thinking win out? That's what I'm watching the most. I find it infinitely interesting. And the fact that he would come on this show seems like they're off to a great start. By the way, uh, we're out of taco time gift cards. Can I say it? I did. So we're not awarding a comment of the week unless you want a lapel pin from taco time. I can give you that. It <laughs> Is that something you might be interested in? <laughs> Tim 
is watching in Regina. He writes in on the 902 text line. He says, this show just keeps getting better and better. Great show today. Felt like I was sitting in your living room listening to you and Les. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Tim, for watching. Appreciate you. From Frank Limaker, watching in Airdrie, Alberta. Do you think that the venue being Beijing, ground zero for COVID, has created a buzzkill for this Olympics? I'm the wrong guy to ask because I'm excited about the Olympics. If somebody's voting no, they're not excited about the Olympics on our poll today. Ask them why they're not interested. I'm interested. Donald, our Navy friend, Donald Mitchell, says living outside of the sports broadcasting world, I've heard very little hype about the Olympics, but that's just me. But then I'm Navy. Long live the commanders. The military people love it. Larry in Medicine Hat says, is it the Edmonton Crocs or the Edmonton Elks? Get Mr. Quee an Elks t-shirt. I literally didn't even notice what he was, watch- what he was wearing. I didn't. Oh, Lacoste. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Crocs, Lacoste. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got style. Let's bash him for that. We're bashing him already because of what he's wearing. Last minute. Last minute of play. Yeah. <laughs> you right. Do you say $100 shirt or $200 shirt? $200. $200 shirt. Yeah, they are. I don't wear Lacoste. I can't afford it. This guy's getting bashed because he's wearing a Lacoste shirt. <sighs> Stop the world. I want to get off. What are your thoughts on all that, Moose, before we wrap up? Trying to elevate the brand of the Elk Day and, you know, bring some class to the organization. You know, forgive the guy. No, they're in, it's great. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I got more thoughts on the ownership of the CFL, but we don't got time for that today. All football tomorrow, ball for all. Greg Ellingson, Matt DeBuck of Fort Lauderdale High School, the Cardinals state champs. All coming up tomorrow at noon Eastern. See you, Moose. Have a great 24. See you all tomorrow, everybody, on Game Plus. Let's go beat up DuPont. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.